I'm going to be honest, he blows my mind sometimes. <clears throat> and uh, I didn't know she was singing right before church. He ain't got no idea what I was preaching. <laughs> but the Lord did. Luke chapter 7, verse 36. I just want to talk a minute about me and Jesus. Of just simply having a me and Jesus moment. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house, sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, stood at his feet behind him weeping, began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet. And anointed them with ointment. Dear Lord, I thank you that we're allowed into your presence tonight. And as that woman went into your presence that day, and all of those people had their agenda, and that Pharisee had his agenda, and they were there with Jesus in the house, Lord, help me to be like that woman who came in and didn't care who was in the house, but all she cared about was you were there. And she fell down and she worshipped you. Lord, there's times in my life that I need that me and you moment. Just like that woman had. And Lord, I thank you for what you're doing tonight. I thank you. You're just awesome. You're just altogether lovely. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. You're gorgeous. You're marvelous. Lord, I just praise you. Lord, I just lift your name up. Lord, you've just been there for me. Lord, you forgive me of my sins. You saved my soul. Lord, you've redeemed me. You've bought me. Lord, I just praise your holy name. You're worthy to be praised. Lord, I just fall at your feet like that woman did, just kissing you. Lord, just kissing you. You told that Pharisee, you ain't even had nothing to do with me. And this woman come in and ain't stopped kissing me. Help me to be like that woman. That just don't want to leave your presence. Lord, help me be more like that woman that just didn't care what was going on. It's just going to be me and Jesus. Lord, I'm glad it can be me and you. I'm honored to be in your presence tonight. What an invitation you have given us to come before your very presence. I'm a sinner, and I'm invited into your presence. Bless your holy name. Oh, that men would praise you. Oh, that men would praise the name of the Lord. I love you, and I praise you, and I just stand amazed at you. You're altogether lovely. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You say, well, you're blubbering the mess, preacher. I know. But I guess it's just me and Jesus tonight. And I guess this is more what I was going to preach than I realized. I guess you be careful what you're going to preach. 
And I guess it's just going to be me and Jesus for a moment. And I think sometimes in our life we need to take a break from all the stress and everything that's going on. And we need to have us a me and Jesus moment. We need a moment with the Master. We need to turn the cell phones off. We need to turn the TVs off. And we need a moment with Jesus. There's times in our life we've got to tell everybody, go away. <laughs> and we need a moment with Jesus. And what I love about coming in here is this is a worship environment. And sometimes we get so called up with who's in here. And what are they going to think if I do this or do that? Don't give a flip who's in here. You let this be a you and Jesus moment. You come in here and you worship the Lord. And you worship Him in spirit and in truth. And you let the Spirit of God guide you according to the truth. And I promise you the Spirit will never lead you outside of this. And you worship according to God and you don't give ten cents who's looking at you. You have a moment with Jesus. And for so long in my life I robbed myself of blessings. Because I was so scared of what people was going to say. I was so scared. I was scared. Friend, we need to get in His presence. We need to quit being scared and we need to worship. And we need to realize this ain't about me and everybody else in Jesus. It's about me and Jesus. It's about me and Jesus. This lady had her me and Jesus moment. I'm not going to drag this out. I had, I had four points. I'll be honest. I had four points. I'm going down to one point right here. And this is what I want to talk about. Very simple, very quick, very easy. She walked in the door. She knew what she was going for. She had an objective. She knew Jesus was in there. She didn't care who else was in there. She said, I'm going to Jesus. They're sitting there having this high roller meeting. And this woman comes in. I don't care who's in the house. Jesus is in the house. And she goes right to Jesus. And she didn't care if they were talking or what. She said, I'll interrupt. I love Jesus. And she went right to Jesus. She had a passion and a desire. She didn't care who was in the house. Jesus was there. And that was enough for her. And she just said, you know, y'all going to have to excuse us. We're going to have us a moment. And she had her a me and Jesus moment. And I love that she went in with that objective. She came prepared for the worship. She's weeping, so it showed the conviction that she had. She knew she was a sinner. Man, when you get in the presence of God, you know who you are. I told somebody today, man, I feel like a hypocrite because I get up and I, I act like I got it all together. But when it gets just me and Jesus, I fall to pieces. And Jesus, I'm weak and I'm low and I'm lowly and I'm a sinner. And that's how this woman was. Let me tell you something. When we come before His presence, we better come with conviction. We better realize who we are. But most of all, we better realize who He is. And when we realize who He is, we realize who we are. And she realized she was a sinner. It stated she was a sinner. I'm glad sinners are welcome into the presence of Jehovah. I'm glad sinners can come to Jesus. I'm glad sinners can be saved. I guarantee you there wouldn't be one saved soul in this place if it wasn't for the grace of God. Praise God that He'll sit down with sinners. Amen. Praise God that He'll come into the house of a sinner and meet with them and eat with them and fellowship with them because Jesus said, I come to 
seek and to save them that are lost. And praise God, He sat down with me. And I'll tell you who I am tonight. I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. And if it wasn't for His grace, if it wasn't for His love, and it wasn't for the fact that He put all the other things aside and looked over my sin and looked past all those things and saw my need, friend, I'd be in miserable shape. But bless God, He saw past all of that garbage. And He said He needs a Savior. He needs a Savior. Man, I'm telling you, aren't you glad to be saved? Aren't you glad to be saved? Brother Don McCormick, 86 years old, there in the hospital the other day, I went. He's preached for 60 years. That's all he's doing right now. It's all he knows. He's kind of out of his mind with medicine. He's preached more sermons. He preached to Lacey the other night about being in the presence of God. Quoting verses, preached to my father-in-law on Acts chapter 2. Said it's the best sermon he heard in a long time. I went in there the other day. I said, Brother Don, oh, oh, oh. He said, son, best thing ever happened in my life is when Jesus saved my soul. He don't know a lot right now, but he knows Jesus saved his soul. And he said, the second best thing ever happened in my life is Jesus called me to preach. He said, I'd be a saved man and a preacher before I'd be a billionaire any day of the week. This lady came and got him the other day for surgery. And she said, sir, do you know your birthday? He said, I do know God called me to preach the sweet, sweet story of Jesus. And have nothing to do with his birthday. <laughs> but there's just so much Jesus, it's just got to come out. This woman was so in love. She just fell down at the Master's feet. And she she didn't care who was in the house. Jesus was there. It was Him and her. Friend, we need a moment where it's just me and, and Him. We need a moment where it's just you and the Lord. Where we put all the distractions to the side. I told you I had one point. I'm getting there. She came with admiration. And I want you to notice this. She came weeping. But I want you to notice, she brought in an alabaster box of ointment. The Bible said in verse 38, And stood at his feet behind him weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. I want you to know that when she came before the presence of God, she came with the admiration, the respect that she had for him. This man named Jesus meant so much to her that she brought this alabaster box. And within this alabaster box was this precious ointment. And in that day, we don't understand today because we're spoiled, okay? In that day, ointment was a precious thing to have. Ointment was very expensive. It was hard to get. This was something that meant a lot to her. And this is what she brought before the very presence of God because she respected Jesus so much. She admired Him so much. And let me tell you, when it comes to our worship so many times, it's about us. And it's about what we can do. And it's about what we can do for Him. And it's how we can impress and how we can get the Spirit rolling. But let me tell you something. When you get in the presence of God, you don't have to do nothing but admire who He is and understand that He's still altogether lovely and come before His presence and admire His presence Respect His presence and understand that it's not about us, but it's all about Him. And this woman is fixing to show Him that it's not about me, Jesus, but it's all about you. I want you to notice that she took her hair 
And she took her hair. Notice what it said there in verse 38. And stood at the feet behind him weeping. Began to wash his feet with tears. The, the tears coming down began to wipe his feet. And then wiped them with the hairs of her head. Now understand that the feet in those days was a very uh, unpopular thing. And the, if you remember in the Scripture, it says that uh, trodden under the foot of. And to be at the feet of somebody in that days was the worst part of an individual. Uh, if you remember when Saddam Hussein was killed, they, they dragged his uh, statue off and they took their shoes off. Do you remember that? And they began to beat that statue because in the Middle East, that is the lowest part, dirtiest part of somebody. And she didn't go to the head of Jesus. She didn't go to the knees of Jesus. She went to the feet of Jesus. The part that was the dirtiest. Okay? On the inside, He was all there. (laughs) He was all God. But on the outside, He was flesh. And His feet was dirty from walking in the dust. They lived in a desert. And so she come in and she began to wash his feet. But I love this. She, she, she could have used a shirt. She could have used a garment. But she used her hair. And the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians 11.15, But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her. The Bible says that a hair to a woman is her glory. <laughs> This is what elevates her and sets her apart. And this is what really glorifies that woman is her hair. That's still going on today, isn't it? That is a glory of a woman is her hair. And she is simply, when she's washing the feet of Jesus, she is simply taking her glory. (laughs) She's taking what is the most important for her. What would admire her and what lift her up and said, Jesus, here it is. And she took her glory and she put it on the very feet of Jesus and she began to wash it. And that showed me to that woman that everything in her life was not about her. When she came before the very presence of God, she was sacrificing her own glory to elevate His glory. She was setting aside herself so that she could get a better look at Jesus and who He was. The very most precious thing that set her aside was her hair. And she said, Jesus, here it is. How many of you women here in this place, be honest, would go down and wash the feet of somebody with your own hair? Man, that's disgusting, isn't it? Let's just get down right on it. That's disgusting. But she said, this is no ordinary man. This isn't just a preacher. This isn't just a prophet. This is the very Son of the living God. And when she got in His presence, she said, He's worthy for me to lay all of my glory down so that He can get more glory to Him. Because when I get in His presence, it's not about me getting glory. It's about Him getting glory. It's about Him getting glory. And I think what we need in our me and Jesus moments is to the place of understanding it's not about our glory glory, but it's about His. It's about exalting Him and elevating Him. Friend, worship is not about who can sing the prettiest songs. It's not about coming in here who can preach the best messages. It is simply exalting the name of Jesus Christ. And He's worthy to be exalted. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to sing about. Glory to God, I'm telling you tonight when she fell down, she said, God, here's my glory. And she just took her hair, women, I mean, let's get real. Y'all wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it either. But she loved him so much that I'm nothing when I get in your presence and here I am. I'm here before you. Oh, man, that's worship.
Hey, that ain't by me, Jesus. Here's my glory. I'm going to sacrifice mine so that you can get more of it. Oh, boy. He needs more. He needs more. He needs more glory. What is it tonight that may lift us up and exalt Him or exalt us? What is it tonight that we may have that prideful thing that, that is, that is our glory? Could it be that Jesus is waiting for us to lay it down? Do you realize today one of the greatest events in history is when God's people are called to glory land and we're going to get some rewards? And there's coming a day, you ain't got to do it today, but there's coming a day you're going to be like this woman. And you're going to fall down at His feet. And you're going to take your glory. <laughs> and all the crowns and all the rewards and everything you've ever got, when you fall before His presence, you're going to take them off and you're just going to... <laughs> back at you, Jesus. This is all for you. This is all for you. Man... I'm ready for heaven. Man, I'm ready for to get around that throne. I hope I've got 10,000 crowns to throw at Him because He's worthy of every one of them. Let me tell you something. He's worthy. He's worthy. Lay it down. Lay it down. Take your glory and wash the feet of Jesus. That's what we're going to do one day. We're going to take that glory and we're going to cast at His feet. Then beasts get to singing. Man, I'm telling you, us Baptists are going to have problems in heaven. They're going to start shouting. <laughs> and they're going to be singing. And the Bible says it's going to be singing that all the earth is going to hear it. Man, I'm telling you, we're going to sing an awesome song. And Cathead, I'm going to have a pretty voice then. I can't wait. You remember when John seen him on the Alipatmus? Oh, what a me and Jesus moment. He fell down as he were dead. Oh, the Jesus. Friend, you can have that tonight. Come before His presence. Miss Dana, would you sing that again? Are you here? Yeah, come on. Please, ma'am. I'm going to ask her to come. What a beautiful song. What a beautiful thought in the presence of Jehovah. I'm going to get that to all.
All my questions become clear And for that sacred moment All doubts can't intervene In the
in the presence of our It's a slobbering mess, I'm telling you. Isn't God good?